0: I just want to take a quick minute and say thank you for your participation in Faith with Action Sunday. I know many of you are online viewers only, but some of you come in person at times, and some of you uh, attend online only. But some of you do a little bit of both, and some of you came and went out into our neighborhoods last Sunday where we delivered 500 Christmas ornaments and gifts to our neighbors to invite them to our community Christmas that happened this past Friday evening. So I wanna say thank you for being a church that took the book of James and made it faith with action. Now, as we're looking forward toward the Christmas season, I wanna make sure you're aware of our Christmas Eve service times. Uh, We have two services on Christmas Eve, one at 4 p.m. in our sanctuary. Our worship, we will have Lord's Supper. That'll be led by our worship team that normally leads that worship environment at 8.30 on Sunday mornings. So we would love for you to join us at 4 p.m. in the sanctuary on Christmas Eve for that service. Then at 6 p.m. outside. Yes, outside on the field, around the Christmas tree with all of the lights that we have set up for our community Christmas we're gonna have a time of singing a few Christmas carols, a time of reflecting on the story and the hope of for eternity, which is Jesus Christ. Now for that night, unless it gets super cold, which we'll make sure you're aware of if we change plans, but right now the plan is to be outside at six o'clock. So dress warm, bring a chair and join us for a Christmas Eve service. We'll make sure to keep that service relatively short. uh, So if it is pretty cold, you can make it through that evening. Now today, today we're gonna be looking at light. I was recently looking on Amazon for light bulbs. There are 30,000 choices for light bulbs. I remember as a kid, I know this is taking me back some days, walking into the grocery store and there were 60 watt, 90 watt, or the 30, 60, 90 watt bulbs. That was it. Now there's 30,000 choices. Some of the light bulbs are blue light, soft white, yellow light, reading light, kitchen lights, all the different options. I just like a light bulb, just plain light. But Christmas, all we talk about, all we see around us are lights. Christmas lights on homes, Christmas lights and decorations, Christmas lights on trees. Did you know that the idea for Christmas and light, it's not our invention. In fact, far before there was an electric way to display light, there was a much more important light. All the way back in creation, light shone in the darkness. All throughout scripture, it points towards a light coming that would pierce the darkness for all eternity. And that light, it's not manufactured by a bulb. That light is Jesus Christ. So join us today as we will take a look at a glimpse of light, but also of darkness as we examine the gift of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Let's pray before we continue. God, thank you so much for the opportunity for us to look into light and realize you are all about light, brightness, shining, dispelling darkness moving into places where it appeared to be the most bleak, hopeless, filled with loss. You spoke light. You were light. You are light. You provided light. Light that leads us, that saves us, that dispels darkness, that reveals the things in our heart that needs to change. Thank you this Christmas season for us taking a few minutes to examine light. You are the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want us to begin by going backward into the book of Isaiah, where many of the passages foretold about the arrival of Jesus Christ were recorded for us to be able to go back and read and see. Hundreds And hundreds of years, prior to the arrival of Jesus, a prophet by the name of Isaiah wrote about the plight of the people of Israel, God's chosen people in the Old Testament, facing difficulty and despair, longing, searching. Isaiah was a prophet who lived hundreds of years before Jesus was born. God gave Isaiah a message to tell the people, which we now call the book of Isaiah. In chapters 1 through 8, we read that God's people had rejected God once again. Some of them had followed other gods and others had made rules for themselves to follow, thinking that this would keep God happy. But they had made God very angry by their sin. God tells them repeatedly that judgment is coming. There will be destruction of the nation of Israel and their land, but the people were spiritually blind and deaf and continued to ignore God's warning. However, God says that there will be a group of people who survive the nation of Israel and they would be restored. The language was written to real people in their time thousands of years ago. But it was also prophetic language, meaning that it looked forward to something greater and more significant, the birth of Jesus. It's a both and. Listen to Isaiah's description of the world during this time of difficulty. And don't think he's describing 2020. Isaiah 8.22 says, And they will look to the earth, But behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. Notice where the people would be looking for hope and direction. They're looking to the earth. They're going to depend on human resources or situations to fix their problems. But what would they experience? Distress, darkness, darkness. Anguish, pain, sorrow, anxiety. This reminds me when I glance back at it, we in 2020 don't have ownership of sorrow and despair. It's always been a part of this broken world. So now while these words were written toward a specific people, it does not mean It's not applicable in other times or places and people such as ourselves. If you turn on your device, search the news, however you search the news, you will quickly uncover darkness, despair, sorrow, brokenness. All of humanity is searching for ways to solve these issues with their own wisdom, decisions, technology, Changes in our health, quick fixes. And that was all even true before the challenges of 2020. People were pursuing their own path to enlightenment, searching for ways within themselves to bring hope, light, their attempts to fix the brokenness of this world. But Isaiah prophesied then what would be the coming to bring hope. It would not be mankind coming up with a solution. It would be something from the outside coming into the world to bring light into darkness. Chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Notice the light that will bring hope. Was not foretold would would come from within the world, but it would shine upon the world. This is pointing toward the birth and the life of Jesus. Christmas reminds us. The birth of Jesus reminds us the world is dark, yet Jesus Christ is the light. Several years ago, we were taking a quick trip to... uh, spend some time with our daughter who then was in college. And in order to get to this specific location we were going, we were staying in a cabin way off the main roads. You have to travel down a couple of roads that seem to travel to nowhere. One road in particular winds around the countryside of Virginia. And then there's about a mile and a half stretch of road that roams straight through this valley section. And there are there's no light, none, zilch, nada, not a bit. So one of the last times we were there, I, I stopped our car in the middle of the road and I turned off the lights. It took about three seconds to become very creepy and very dangerous. But in one flip of the switch on the panel, light broke into the darkness everybody started breathing easier because light had broken into the darkness. Isaiah is saying this light, a Savior would break into the world. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of darkness, on them has light shone. In the New Testament, Jesus is described The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Christmas season is always bright, isn't it? Full of lights, pointing us back to light. If we take an honest evaluation, it should remind us that when Jesus Christ came to this earth, he didn't do so to make the world a better place or to just preach a few good sermons and then head out of town. He didn't even come simply to perform a few amazing miracles and turn some heads. He came to bring light. He came to bring hope. He came to bring peace into a time of tragedy in the world. He came to bring us out of spiritual death, out of darkness, out of despair. He came to declare an answer to the prophet Isaiah, I am the light of the world. And this message was needed then, and this message is needed now. He is speaking in Isaiah this message to people who have a heritage, have in their background 400 years of slavery, but they also will have to experience 400 years of silence waiting, anticipating these prophecies to come true. When Jesus Christ breathed his first breath, it was making a declaration into the silence of history and into brokenness. Light has come. I ask myself many times this week, why is it so important that Jesus is prophesied as the light, claims to be the light, And those who watched him live and followed him declared him to be the light. Why is this such an important theme in Scripture? A few things I want to point out to you today about the great importance of examining Christmas this year. Jesus is the light of the world. Light dispels darkness and promises life. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we are not simply looking into a manger thinking how tender and mild, but we are looking upon God made flesh Dwelling among us, and he came to deliver, as he says, life. To conquer death, to conquer sin, and to promise us eternal life. Darkness is a picture of death and separation from God. But light is a picture of life and a relationship with God. Jesus Christ delivers light and life. You see, there can really be no greater contrast than darkness and light. Complete darkness, void of light. Jesus was and is the light of the world, and his arrival dispels darkness and promises life. Jesus is the light of the world. While darkness hides the truth, light reveals the truth. In darkness, we can hide the truth. In light, truth is revealed. It's on full display. There are some difficult truths we have to wrestle with. This causes us to admit something that's difficult for me and you to admit. When we receive the gift of Jesus Christ, we are proclaiming our inability to save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves, and we are dead in our sin without Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that truth. We cannot save ourselves, and we are dead in our sin without Jesus Christ. When we come here during Christmas week to remember, to return, to rejoice in the hope of Jesus, we will be declaring God offered us hope. He offered us forgiveness and grace. And by announcing the arrival of Jesus... We're preparing our hearts for this arrival yet again. We are making a statement that is contrary to the world. I cannot save myself. I am imperfect. I have sinned. I need a savior and I can't do this on my own. We're admitting something about ourselves. Let me try to explain it this way. How many of you have ever received a book on dieting or healthy living, eating, or an exercise as a Christmas present? You tear open the wrapping paper, and there sits a a new advent calendar, 24 ways to lose 24 pounds that you gain during COVID. You get two possible reactions. One, you begrudgingly with a little bit of disdain under your breath you say thank you but in your heart soul and mind you might be thinking well why don't you go look in the mirror yourself or who are you to give out diet plans but if on christmas day you receive 10 ways to tone your body and you you jump up and you grab the person who gave it to you and you say thank you and you hug them and you say thank you i'm so glad someone knew i needed to diet If you react this way, which rarely happens, what this means is that you are receiving this gift. You're admitting your need for it. Even if it makes you a little upset or a little uncomfortable. Maybe it points out a flaw or a shortcoming. There are times when the greatest gifts received are the hardest to accept. When we receive the gift of Jesus Christ, we are proclaiming our inability to save ourselves. We are declaring, I am dead in my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a savior and it is Jesus Christ. There's another truth about Jesus and light not only do what we have to admit that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and we are not a Savior, we must realize we cannot hide when we're in the truth. When we're in the light. The truth is, you can't hide in the light. Scripture says, if I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. This is a reality check moment when you realize Jesus is light. You can't hide. God's word says there's no hiding. I know what you're doing. I know where you are. I know what you're involved in and where this is all going. You you can't hide. It reminds us and reveals to us we have sinned and Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. Jesus said about himself, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. The enemy that steals, kills, and destroys has ingrained in our culture that all paths lead the same direction to the same God. Yet Jesus Christ, who was the answer to prophecies and promises, declared there's only one way of salvation, and it is through me. You cannot have fellowship with a holy God through any other relationship than Jesus Christ. but There's another beautiful truth. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sins. Throughout the year, our children memorize scripture here at our church. And many of these verses, this go round, are surrounding these truths and they're so important to plant into their minds. Darkness was trying to convince those in the Old Testament. Darkness was trying to carry over into the New Testament the thought that salvation was something you could achieve or you could earn by your good works. But this is contrary to what God's Word says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Lights and Christmas. At this time of the year, with so many distractions to hide the true message of the birth of Jesus. Coincidence? I don't think so. The light is a reminder to what we all desire. Light, life, truth, Hope, grace, Jesus is the light of the world. But the prophet also tells us, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Wonderful counselor. He has wisdom to rule justly. Mighty God, he has the power to execute his plans. Everlasting Father, the source of eternity. A father who has a deep compassion upon his children. Prince of Peace. Scripture says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's face it. Who doesn't need peace and life and our faith? Why is it so important to see these references to Jesus as light during the Christmas season? Because it dispels darkness. It displays the truth of our lostness. We can't hide in the truth but we are forgiven in the truth and the recognition of the grace of God and the promise of eternal life. And light opens up our eyes to the Savior who is a counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And we will proclaim it even in our familiar songs this Christmas. In one verse of Hark, the Herald Angel Sings, the writer proclaims Hail the heaven born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Now he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark, the Herald Angel sings. Glory to the newborn king. The truth in this hymn is the truth from Isaiah, the birth of Christ, to the claims of Jesus about himself, to the beauty of our hope in Christ. Truth. We must admit we are dead in darkness. We cannot hide from him. Truth. We must proclaim Jesus as light, counselor, savior, king, Truth, we must trust that he cleanses us from our sins. Do you have this hope, this savior, this truth? Will we live in the light and all he brings? Or we will continue, or will we continue to pursue our own ways? I'm digging us deeper into darkness. It's evident our world is searching, looking, longing for something to put their hope in, to find hope from, to fulfill their brokenness, their longings. Will we be prepared to turn our world towards the hope we have in Jesus, our Savior, our light, our counselor, Prince of Peace? Will we be for those we love with the good news? of Jesus. Would you pray again with me? God, I pray for those that will watch this online that it will serve as a stepping into the Christmas season, opening the doors of light and life through Jesus. That it will serve as a Let's bring this back around. Let's walk through these next few weeks together being reminded of all that the birth of Jesus means. And here today we focused on him being light, dispelling darkness, revealing some truths about each of us and our need for hope and a savior, Jesus, a rescuer. Be with us as we continue guide us, help us to those that are watching God maybe in their own home to just stop and say God I need to be reminded that you're light that you're hope, light of life remind me of that this year in Jesus name Amen